The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Night Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam, the infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? I forgot how you start a podcast episode out. Same. Um, so, hey, hey everybody. Did you Did, think oh, we were? Oh, <laughs> I fucked up. Already. Were we doing that one I guess. improv game? Hey, I everybody, we're back. Yeah, finally, finally. You we guys. took a six-month hiatus because, uh because both of our computers broke. <laughs> a series of unfortunate events, as we always say. I know we always like. Yeah. Come and now we're back. It's Mercury in retrograde, and everything's fucked up. Yeah, and like in this economy, honestly. So I mean, obviously, a lot of fucking so shit much shit has, has happened. happened. Halloween guys. happened. We basically missed that on here. I mean, literally, like so many uh, things relevant to our podcast for sure. Well, so the whole reason that we picked this what okay so basically this episode is about dennis raider aka already, btk well yeah they would know that by like the title of the podcast totally. when they, you know, but in case it. anyone just blindly clicked on it without thinking or yeah no this uh-huh. episode's on dennis raider um aka the btk killer yeah but we picked this one because the new season of mindhunters came out but now it's been months since that came out. Oh, now it's been categorically. Because it was like, what, September when that happened, uh, who maybe? Who even knows? I don't even know. Who day even the... knows? Uh, what? Um, so what's so... been new in the life of Holly? Well, shut the fuck up. <laughs> we see each other almost every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, back to Mindhunter. Yeah. We kind of, um, all of Mindhunter were like the, mm, 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 the first season. Like basically, all of the cold opens were literally every a cold little, open except for the first. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was all of them or like every other or like it's I, most. It's the majority. Um, and then in the second season, it obviously, if you haven't seen it already, becomes more prevalent and yeah. like they get more involved in it um because that's how it was in real life with john douglas who was the actual mm-hmm. guy who started the uh mm, the behavioral science unit at the fbi or kind of started it no he did he did he did um also weird thing yeah that ties in with <laughs> <laughs> so genuine um i was watching this movie called i am not a serial killer which i like thinking of them saying it, I am not a serial killer. That's just like so what a serial killer would say. Well, it's like about this kid and he is a psychopath and he's like trying not to be a serial killer, but he's mm. in high school and he writes like a paper about BTK and gets sent to the principal's office. Hmm. And his fr- oh yeah, you were you were telling yeah you put that, that on your Facebook or yeah, something and that yeah well yeah because then his friends like well. Your Jeffrey Dahmer paper didn't go over very well either. <laughs> Yo. So he only writes papers about serial killers. 
Basically. Honestly, same. I mean, I wrote a... I mean, high school, I guess, is different. And, like, you have to be careful with deets. But, I mean, in my psychology classes, um, like, I wrote about serial killers. But, I mean, that's because it's, like, you know... I'm trying to think psychology. if I did. I don't think I did. Nah. So, anyway, BTK, a.k.a. Dennis Raider, a.k.a. Bad know, Boy Raids. Denny Raids, Yeah. Um, first things first, I would just like to say that I think this was like the first thing I learned when I started researching him. I actually don't know a ton about beat. Like I know a lot more about other serial killers, obviously the ones that we've covered, but like BTK, I really don't know a ton. I've just seen the photos. The photos you haven't listened to any other pot. Oh yeah. The photos are fun. Well, I no, I mean, I've listened to stuff about it, but you know, you just didn't really like retain. I only have really. so much room in my brain. Oh my God. I, I mean, I don't know how to do long division anymore. Um, oh, I tried doing long subtraction the stop. other day. It's not called long subtraction. But it was three digit subtraction. And I like, was like, wow, Morgan. Yeah. I forgot how. There's a reason there's, like, where was your phone? Where were you where you couldn't get to your phone? Or were you Working. just, like, <laughs> trying to do it? Oh, and I had it. a calculator, but I was like, God damn it, I should be able to do this. I figured it out, but, you know. I mean, when you don't do it for a while, you're like, oh, right, I have to go grab a number from that number. Yeah. Okay. Sure. So, anyway. Um, yeah, that's what fucked me up, because I was like, all right, so I did that, and now what's the next step? But you put a one in front of the... I got it, you guys. You guys, numbers are crazy, man. Yeah. So, um, he called his penis Sparky. <laughs> like... Dennis Rader? Yeah. As a young child? No, just in general. I just thought hmm. that's how I would start the podcast. Yeah. That's like the first thing I read when Wait, I started. old Sparky? No, just Sparky. Why? Old Sparky Old Sparky is the name of the, the electric yeah, chair that killed Ted Bundy. Yeah, the one in Florida. That's why it, I was like, that's it, ironic. It murdered him. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Okay, so Dennis Rader was born March 9th, 1945. Hold on, I need to <clears throat> a little bit clear my throat. And I also need to turn my phone on night shift mode. Because everybody, like, once it becomes... Oh, I guess it's only... It's not light. Blue light is bad for your peepers. Yep. Uh, sponsored by the Sisters Grimm Optomic Tricks. You don't even know words. I don't know words at all. It's so, been a while, you guys. It's been a while. So it's been a while. Dennis Rader was born... <laughs> Sorry. Cracking yourself up. March 9th, 1945, near Wichita, Kansas, where he grew up on his grandparents' farm. His parents were William Elvin Rader and Dorothea Maycook. Dennis was the brother... Dennis was the oldest of four sons, so he was the older brother. Uh, The family went to Zion Lutheran Church, where Dennis was baptized, which if you're unfamiliar with Lutheran baptism, like halfway through the service, the like parents and baby go up and the pastor just kind of like flicks water at the baby. Yeah, it's kind of like drip it on their And head. it usually cries a lot. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like passed out or something. But then in Presbyterian they do the same thing but it's when you're like 13 so it's even well, more awkward. that's like different. That was, um, they do it also when you were a baby in Presbyterian but like I got it done. Yeah, I'm, I'm only talking about what I've seen happen to yeah. you. Well, and I also cried a lot. <laughs> no. I know. It was awkward and I looked weird. Um, <laughs> so, Dennis attended Riverside Elementary School. 
Go Whoa. Lions. <laughs> he went to Wichita Heights High School. Go Falcons. <laughs> and what? Why do you know these mascots? I don't know. I got curious. Okay. Um, and he worked at a local IGA grocery store where his mother worked as a bookkeeper. I have also worked at an IGA grocery store. I mean, it's Wait, a, why would there be bookkeepers at a grocery store? Because it was like the 40s or like the 60s, so they didn't have like computers or hmm. anything to do it. So they needed oh, someone to, you know. Time. Um, he graduated from high school and went to Kansas Wesleyan University. Go Coyotes. <laughs> but okay. only attended two years because in 1968, he joined the United States Air Force and served until 1970. When Dennis returned, he moved to Park City, Kansas and went back to work at the old IGA. On March 21st, 1971, he married Paula Dietz and they had a son and a daughter. Dennis went back to school and in 1973, he earned his associate's degree in electronics at Butler Community College. Go Pioneers. Oh my fucking God. He went went on to Wichita State University, go Shockers, and graduated in 1979 with a bachelor's degree in administrative justice. In 1974, he began working for ADT Security Mm. Service. In 1989, he became a census taker. In 1997, Hmm. he was a supervisor of the Park City Compliance Department. But ADT is where he worked for a while, right? He worked there for a decent amount of time, yes. Yeah. Um, he so, like, all of the stuff that's happening in, like, um... All the ADT stuff happened, like, in the first season. Right, 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 right. So that, that's, like, when all this happened was, like... Yeah. I mean, like, I, uh, I'll, I go back. This is just, like, a brief overview. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, so he served on multiple county boards, was elected president of the Congregational Council at Christ Lutheran Church, and was yep. a Cub Scout leader. On paper, Dennis Reader seems like your average dude. He went to school. He served his country. He worked had a, a lot family. of jobs. Yeah, he worked in his community. Went he to was... a bunch of different schools. So many different mascots. Go shocker. <laughs> shocker. Yeah, that's... What a... are they, like, electricity? Oh, I was thinking of, you know, the shocker. Like Dan Cook, the shocker? No. Two in the pink, one in the spink? No, his... (laughs) In the spink? Okay. No, his was like Yuffie, or like... His was something weird. His was not the shocker. It was the shocker. No, it was something else. He called it like multiple things. I don't know. It's like whatever. Dan Cook, so relevant. shocker. Stop. (laughs) Sorry, that... This morning, um... By yourself, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, again, like, heavily involved in his church. But Dennis had been keeping a dark secret for over 30 years. In 2005, the world learned about his statistic... Statistic. Sadistic lifestyle that he had kept hidden from everyone, and it was only then that it was finally revealed that he was BTK. Bun dun dun One of the world's most notorious serial killers. So what's always been crazy to me about BTK is how long he was a serial killer for without getting caught. Because most serial killers like aren't good at having cooling off periods, but it seems like that he was very good at that. Yeah, I'll get into more of that like when we uh when I like in the next episode. <laughs> when we hit that. Well when we get to the episode because this is his childhood, obviously. Yeah guys, um, this is gonna be a multiple parter probably two. Toy, maybe three. Who knows? Who knows? We might get crazy. <sighs> um so yeah, I'll go into that more, but um yeah, like there's a there's a reason for the cooling off periods. And he was a smart killer to be, you know, not to 
toot his own horn. Right. Um, so John Douglas, as we were talking about before, um, was the FBI's behavioral science unit. He was a huge part of the BTK case, um, obviously as seen in the show. And the information that John Douglas writes about in his book called Inside the Mind of BTK is where I was able to learn about BTK's childhood. Because when you like look about it online, it's not... Super duper easy. Um, yeah, stuff like that is usually not super yeah. easy to find because, like, why would anyone want to look into it? Yeah. Because you're us. So, honey, you got to do the work. You got Honey, we shrunk the kids. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. Everyone, Disney Plus. Honey, oh my slaps. God. Yeah, can we take a quick tangent here to talk about how amazing how hard Disney Empire Plus slaps. Strikes Back looks oh, in yeah. 4K? Holly and I are rewatching all of the Star Wars movies right now. Oh my god. After this we're going to watch Return, Return of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Oh god, I'm so fucking oh, excited. And you got those cookies that have Star Wars things yeah, on them. Yeah, and I got Star Wars cookies. This episode Woo-hoo. brought to you by Cookies. Cookies. <laughs> I was going to say. Okay, anywho. Um so, la 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 la. So yeah, read the book. It's a good book, and um, there isn't any record of Raider being sexually or physically abused as a child, which in previous cases would have helped explain how Raider became a serial mm-hmm. killer. Um, his habits didn't really but match. What I d- not to like interrupt you or anything. No, please. But interrupt I the fuck feel out like of me. a lot of the not to say like better serial killers, but the more like controlled ones tend to be the ones that didn't have that like crazy like early trauma. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, like well fucked up and did some crazy shit. He was a little more controlled basically until the end. Yeah, I mean, like... Because he, he had, also didn't have, like, anything like that, really. Well, he had kind of a weird relationship with his parents. Not super weird, but it was weird sometimes. Whereas okay. Dennis Rader's childhood seems, like, totally normal. Like, um, uh, like he didn't have a rough home life. Again, he wasn't sexually abused. He didn't have negligent parents. He didn't have a criminal history. Nothing explained what made Dennis turn into a sadistic psychopath. Uh, that is, until John Douglas spent hours interviewing mm-hmm. people who knew Dennis as a kid. He read Dennis's personal like journals, and he also interviewed Dennis a lot. Yeah. So Douglas describes oh, Dennis. I can't wait till it gets to that part in the TV show. I know. Oh, are you more excited for the TV show than our podcast? No, but I was just thinking about yeah, like no. how great that's going to be. I mean, that show slaps. Slaps. It's so good. You, if you have never seen it, which I'm sure y'all have. So. We know y'all have. Yeah. So Douglas describes Dennis as a demon seed, meaning he was just born evil, mm-hmm. which I never really thought about really being like a That's thing. That's almost scary. But in Dennis Rader's case, like, I get it. Some people are just wired differently. Yeah. And experiences that like a quote unquote normal person wouldn't be affected by deeply affected Raider. Mm-hmm. And Raider even called himself, uh, well, he called the phenomenon, he had the he called it Factor X. Hmm. Um, and it, it sounds sound- like uh, what turned the Powerpuff Girls into the Powerpuff Girls. But I think that was Chemical X. You sounded Anybody? like going somewhere, Mr. Potter. <laughs> you sounded like Snape, Snape right. Severus Dumbledore. What okay. a weird tangent. No, it was cute. So... <laughs> 
Um, Raider was like a dork, and he like named like he was like so obsessed. He was an ego maniac. Yeah. Um, but so like Factor X or whatever, according to BTK, is that's like, like so lame. Yeah, he also that is the came lamest up with his... thing ever. He's like, that was my superpower. Dude, he's when a... I murdered people and put on their panties. Stop it! He just jerked off into them. So anyway, <laughs> um, so like I said earlier, Dennis grew up on his grandparents' farm. His whole family lived there with his grandparents, and he was like always surrounded by family. Mm-hmm. When he was really little, he would sit on the front porch and watch his grandmother slaughter chickens. Mm. Which is when, you know, you, like, grab them by the head and just swing them around and round until they're, like, heads pop off. Uh, oh, my God. they That's what they do? You don't know that that's how you do it? Yeah, I you thought you just their cut their neck. Well, back in the day when you were, like, a farmer, mom watched... It's not that that's weird. That's traumatizing. It's not that weird. Nope, that's traumatizing. It's not that weird. It's not... I'm here to I tell you... I know it's not that weird. I'm here and to that, tell that you happens, that happens, but that's... Yeah, if you grew up the other day, we were watching (laughs) back to Disney Plus. We were watching James and the Giant Peach, and like when they were catching the birds, it was like making me legitimately sad. I know, and they were made out of clay, and Morgan was like (laughs) really having a moment. And then I just like didn't. That movie is so raw, doll. You guys, anything that happens to animals is just like I cannot handle it. I could not handle that steampunk shark. (laughs) Oh, that was metal, dude. That was like punk rock. Um. So, young Dennis would watch his grandmother do this with deep fascination, watching the headless chickens run around with blood spurting out of their gaping necks. Like I said, by no means does watching slaughtering chickens or actually doing it yourself make someone a psychopath, but in Dennis's case, he became... Uh, very aroused at the sight of the dying chickens. Hmm. Douglas says that, um, like, on this experience, that Dennis's impressionable mind... um, like was developing and he began associating death with sexual arousal so there's really no way to explain why watching killing chickens being killed in the first place would make him horny and stuff but that's what ultimately happened um so like i said before dennis gave himself the nickname btk uh, which in serial killer world is lame as fuck. Yeah, but it stands for bind, torture, kill. Exactly, because that's what he did to his It's victims. not that lame. BTK is a lot cooler than like whatever he called himself. Oh, or, the other names? Yeah. What well, was it called again? Something something X? They're really... Oh, that Factor X thing? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get into more of... He had other... He had pitches. He, like, you know, workshops. You like, making up your own nicknames? That's not a nickname, you guys. Like, you have to be... Someone has to give you a nickname yeah, you have for to, it to stick and be real. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, my friends call me. Like, you know? Yeah, you can't do that. Be like, hey, call me T-Bone. And it's like, fuck you, Mark. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> he ca- so he was uh, he liked to kill his victims. He was obsessed with tying them up and watch them struggle to free themselves, all while knowing that they would never get away from him. Mm. And this mostly most likely stems from an experience he had when he was pretty little. He went into his mother's bedroom and saw that she had somehow tangled herself up in the bed sheets and she was completely trapped. Maybe making the bed was like really hard in the 40s. I hate making the fucking bed. <laughs> and was dang- Well, somehow she got like the sheets tangled on the raw iron headboard and she had worked herself up into a panic and was, like, thrashing around. The but fuck? Dennis just stood there and watched as his mother was, like, crying out for help. And the image of watching his half-naked mother struggling and bound by the uh, sheets stuck with Raider and eventually became his M.O. Because he loved watching someone 
bound up and scared shitless. Mm, okay. So Dennis describes his father as a good, he well, rather he described his father as a good man who only really got angry when he worked really late and just wanted some peace and quiet. I mean, he had four sons that had to be like, yeah, shut the fuck up, y'all. So his mother, Dorothea, was described as looking like a Hollywood movie star. Mm. And some people said she looked like Natalie Wood, an actress who was allegedly Wait, Who said that? Him? Because he had a crush on her? No. Um, no, but she was a snack. But I think he <laughs> maybe did have... Well, so Dennis has both confirmed and denied that he would become aroused when his mother would spank him. Okay. Which is like... I think you, I'm pretty sure you did. If you said it, like, you're thinking about it, we're talking about it, it happened. But, like, how old is he that he was getting spanked? Like, little. I mean, he was getting... So he was getting aroused at, like, age, like, five? Yeah, he was, like, little when he was, like, having the, those chicken experiences. Hmm. So, like I said, Dennis was always surrounded by family, and he became really close with his older cousin, Larry. Dennis recalls one night he heard his parents talking about Larry and how he'd been swimming at a pond with a friend when the friend dove into the pond and never resurfaced. Apparently, realizing that his friend just wasn't there anymore, Larry just walked home and calmly told his parents that his friend had disappeared while they were swimming. Larry's parents were like, what the fuck? And pressed him for more details, but Larry was just like, I don't know, never came up, so I decided to come home. Hmm. Allegedly, the boy's body was found later dead face down in the pond but this is all allegedly um dennis was in awe of how nonchalant his cousin was about the death of his friend and was fascinated by someone being so unaffected by another person's death in an interview one of dennis's uh, elementary school friends remembered a time in sixth grade when the weather was so shitty outside like snowing like fuck and the class had to stay inside for recess and to pass the time, Dennis and some friends decided to design what Raider called the girl trap. Um, the no. idea was obviously 100% Raiders, but he talked his friends into it because they were like, yeah, girls, ew, gross, we're kids. Yuck. Um, so Dennis drew a castle with a dungeon, secret rooms, hallways, and staircases where there were dead ends. He was inspired by Chicago serial killer H.H. H. Holmes, who killed his people his pe- who killed people. His peeps. His people in his murder castle. Mm. Because Dennis was very much into true crime. So the girl trap worked like this. A girl would walk in the door where she would be immediately tied up. She would By ride. What? A, I don't know. He's like 12 Because if it's people's this. hands, that's not a trap. That's don't, called assault. Don't. It like falls down on her like a booby trap. You can't pull strings on this. Okay. So she would ride on a conveyor belt through various torture devices and then would eventually fall through a trap door into the dungeon where she would be further tur- tortured more. Dennis was, like, really feeling himself while drawing up the blueprints to the scariest place imaginable. Uh-huh. His friends started getting really weirded out. Yeah. Eventually, Dennis was so excited, and he was getting so loud that the teacher came over to ask, like, what, what was you- going on. Yeah. The friend... Um, it sounds who- like out of a movie. I know. The friend who was being interviewed remember feeling ashamed and really embarrassed that he'd taken part in something so gross. Yeah. But Dennis turned into, like, a chatterbox and explained the entire girl trap to his teacher enthusiastically. Huh. Yeah. She probably had, like, a bottle of tequila. She her- was probably horrified. Yeah. She probably went home and, like, cried. Oh, God. Yeah. The uh, shit teachers have to deal with. Honestly, poor teachers. Um... 
when the friend was being interviewed and like telling this story, he started crying hysterically because he was unable to like understand how he could have been friends with such a monster. When you're that little, you don't know. Exactly. You don't know. So as a kid, Dennis was, as we all were, obsessed with strings and cords. Okay. <laughs> he would sure. go dumpster diving for strings and cords and would practice knots on himself. And he even joined the Boy Scouts to learn more about knots. One day, during like his adolescence time, so he's a little older, kind of like, I don't know, like junior high age maybe, Dennis wandered into the field from his family's farm, and once he decided that he was completely alone, he would lay down on the dirt, tie up his ankles and wrists, and it was during one of these little self-bondage sessions that Dennis came for the first time. He would just like wiggle in the dirt. Awesome. (laughs) He had never felt anything like it before, and he became obsessed with doing the same thing to a girl. But, like other serial killers, he practiced on cats and dogs. Oh, God. Yeah, he would take a cat or dog out to an abandoned barn and perform his (sighs) disgusting binding ritual on his animal victims, pretending they were human females as the animals would thrash around in their bindings. Hmm. I'm writing, like, the way I'm writing this is so much better. Like less detailed than the way I had to read it. I felt so grossed out. Um, it's like literally tears in my eyes. Yeah, I felt really fucked up reading it. Um, watching the animals struggle and seeing them die aroused Dennis so much that after the animal was dead, he would masturbate onto the dead body while thinking about tying up a woman so tight that the rope would dig through her skin, making her bleed as she begged for her life. Yeah, he was fucked Uh up. So, Dennis, this is. Early, you guys. Yeah, no, he was messed up from, like, the get-go. Yeah. Dennis, like, kept to himself mostly when he was a kid. He, like, tried staying under the radar. The Dennis... Stop. (laughs) Nailed it. Um, Nailed it. When Dennis's family got a TV, (laughs) he would watch the Mickey Mouse Club and imagine driving to California and kidnapping Annette Funicello and torturing her. Okay, so that was his celeb crush. Well, yeah, like, he was so weird. He also got into uh, horror movies, especially ones with mummies, because of the cloth wrapped around their bodies. Interesting. He and his friends would spend their Friday nights watching horror movies, playing a game to see who could watch the longest without getting too scared. Needless to say, Dennis was really good at the game. I'm guessing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as Dennis got older, his friends ditched staying in, watching horror movies on Friday nights, and started going to a local teenage hangout called The Big Spot. What? The Big Spot. I know. People would go to, like, finger each other. And, and this do, was like, in Wichita? Yeah. And, like, do mouth stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> cool. But Dennis wasn't interested and instead worked at the IGA store and would read his true crime books and detective magazines. And we all love true crime. Obvs. Obvs. We're talking right now about it, and you guys are listening. <laughs> so we're all here for it, and right? And we aren't serial killers because we're interested in true crime. And that doesn't make you a murderer. However, Douglas um, speculates that Raider's love for true crime didn't make him a killer. It only fueled his pre-existing sexually violent fantasies. Tea. So another pastime Dennis had was shooting rats. I thought you were going to say shooting rap videos. <laughs> no, you didn't. Which would have been such a different thing. Shooting rats. Yeah, so. he had one friend and they would go out and shoot rats. Um, 
People also said that Dennis had unrealistic goals and would say things like how he was going to grow up to be a rocket scientist. And everyone was like, what? (laughs) Right. Um, After high school, a friend told Dennis that he needed to quit his job at the grocery store and go to college. So Dennis went to Kansas Wesleyan, where he really liked it because he could walk around campus and nobody knew who he was. He started dating. That is the cool thing about college. Yeah. Well, unless, yeah, unless you're one of those people who, like, goes to school with, like, everyone you went to high school with. Yeah, but, like, like, if you go to a community college or something. Yeah, but, like, yeah, no, it is, like, wow, like, none of these people know who I am. Weird. Um, he started dating, but when it came to sex, he was not good at it. And by not good at it, I mean he didn't have sex with his dates. <laughs> um, Raider said that in high school, the only sex advice his father ever gave him was, if you're ever alone with a girl, don't lie down on the sofa together. Hmm. Which is confusing. Like, is he saying only fuck on the bed? you can do a lot of stuff sitting up on the sofa. Yeah. You know? Or, like, does he think... Fucking should be exclusive to beds. Is fucking on, is fuck couch fucking gross? No, I don't that's know. Great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> um, so uh, since his fuck style was literally non-existent, <laughs> Dennis would get off by breaking into people's homes and would sometimes steal women's underwear and then would take them home and masturbate into them. While in college, great. the Vietnam War started and. Uh, so the draft was starting to be employed, but Dennis really didn't want to be drafted because even though he fantasized about killing people, he didn't want to do it in a war scenario. Mm -hmm. And so before he could be drafted, he signed himself up for the Air Force. And he liked the Air Force because he got to tell people what to do. And he loved wearing a uniform because it made him feel very powerful. So he's like one of those people who like, you know really respects cops, like, wants cops to like him, likes being Mm -hmm. an authority figure, likes being, like, the leader. Um, Dennis, while in the Air Force, began drinking a lot, and he went to lots of bars, and he would pick up sex workers, and it was here when Dennis says he lost his virginity. He liked the sex workers, but it just was not what he was into, and whenever he would try to tie them up, they'd be like, oh, hell no. Yeah, nope. So he went back to his old ways of just wandering off until the coast was clear and wiggle around on the ground while bound up and would jerk off. So he wasn't able to, like, come by just, like, regular stuff. He just would have to jerk off on the ground like no one was watching. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not what we all really do. Like serial killers, they tend to get bored pretty easily, and he was getting bored with uh, the Air Force and drinking and having sex with sex workers. So eventually he went back to Wichita and renewed his faith in God and wanted to get married and have a family. Hmm. He probably had a sense of like shame maybe in what he was doing and figured like doing something normal might curb his feelings because, you know, he had that factor X. Mm. I want to say X factor. But it literally is the X Factor. It really is the X Factor. Um, he came up with the X Factor, the TV show. Oh, my God. Did he, though? I don't know. So, anyhoozle, um, he, he, uh, so when he came home to Kansas, it mm-hmm. was 1970, and his mom told him that there was a girl at church who was perfect for him, and her name was Paula Dietz. Paula was from Park City, and Dennis was very attracted to her blonde hair and blue eyes. Mm. They started dating, and after a short period of time, they ended up getting married. 
But Dennis didn't love Paula, but he knew being married was the normal thing to do and would be the best way to cover up his secret thoughts and urges. And although Dennis played the part of a doting husband and father, he still could not shake the desire to kill. Yeah. To bind, even torture. And then... Ultimately, kill. And then kill. So this is kind of a short episode. But also powerful. Like, that was a lot of information I did not know. No, I... And this is just like a little preemie, you guys. Wait, I shouldn't have said that. Oh no. No, you didn't you this messed is it a, with the best. A you, small episode, yeah. but we're gonna get into because, so oh, much more yeah. about this guy well, in the next episode. Oh god. I mean like once we get to the killings, that's when like all the information comes, but we wanted to like put something out and I've had these notes for his childhood because like I said, there's not like a whole lot. Yeah. It's basically just going Sometimes off stuff of, like that. I mean like and even everything we have, while I definitely like believe most of it, like you never even know. Exactly. You know, like it's all hearsay and and it's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, really there was one time where, like, him, he was, like, leaving youth group one time, like, when he was in high school, and he, like, freaked out on a bunch of people. Like, he was pulling a prank, but then he, like, got mad at them. Hmm. Like, there's a lot of little stories that just are a lot of, a lot of little red, fl- by yeah. little, I mean big Big red, red flags. flags. Big waving flags that yep. are red. And... That has been the childhood of the BTK killer. That was some real fucked up shit, y'all. And yeah, yeah he was a fucked up little kid. He um, uh, definitely... yeah, definitely he was like not like hit in the head. He didn't like wet the bed. No, he, he didn't. He did not have fit. sex with Fred. Shut the fuck I don't up. Know. Um, drop dead Fred. No, he definitely did not fit the McDonald triad because he wasn't. He didn't seem. Yeah. fire interested in and he didn't with the bed that i know of yeah at least we didn't hear about it um he did get a boner when his mom spanked him though but that's not one of the things yeah, that's like a new and disgusting thing that should be on the list it should be i mean like the um behavioral science unit their like questionnaire thing had was like 97 different like yeah. points um but that's another reason why this case was so it took so long to figure out was because he was so different than all from these people and all like, of the other people there was a lot of just things that don't like like the cooling off period exactly and the yeah which again we'll we'll, get more, like, we'll get more the, into yeah, we'll get more into it i don't want to give anything away yeah we don't we're just giving y'all a little taste that's yeah. gross. Um, so oh, yeah, taste. we're gonna go watch uh, Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't wait. The Ewoks are pretty fucked up. Totally, dude. They like eat people. Ew. Yeah, like when they <laughs> oh, kill God. those stormtroopers, they ate them. Yeah. And then they're like playing the bongos on their helmets. <laughs> okay. Bye, guys.